I just think right now, women, especially in business, this is the year of women. I just know that. Life begins at 150 grand a year. Life gets better at 250, and life gets real good at 500. Nobody can tell me differently on it. When you start teaching something, I feel like that's when you start to master the actual art of it. You and I, when we publish a book, we can go toe-to-toe with any of the New York trade publishers, any of the big-time authors, and we get to compete in that marketplace and then let the market decide whether our stuff is good. People forget sometimes as an entrepreneur, the whole damn point of entrepreneurship is to make money. And now here is The Win with your hostess, serial entrepreneur, marketeer, and chief sexy boss. Heather Havenwood. Have you ever wanted to stop the nine to five grind and start your own company? Do you want to have more control of your income and your time? Then now is that moment to start and grow a successful business. As a female entrepreneur, I have succeeded. I have bit the dust. I have bounced back to growth and prosperity. But this would not have been possible without first taking the leap and owning my own business. But I didn't do it alone. I hired my first business coach 13 years ago. And now I help small businesses, solo practitioners, and professionals double their income and triple their time off. So let me help you too. My gift to you today is a free one-on-one strategy session. So go to coachwithheather.com, coachwithheather.com. And let me help you double your income and triple your time off. Hey, it's Heather. Is your digestion feeling off? Are you often hungry even though you're eating enough and taking supplements? Are you struggling to burn off that last bit of stubborn fat that will not go away no matter how hard you diet or exercise? I guess I'm talking about myself here. See, it might be your gut. It was mine. That's why I am so excited to announce that P3OM, the Navy SEAL of probiotics, is now available at energywithheather.com. Look, tens of thousands of real people, including myself, has used P3OM to manage constipation, bloating, gas, acid reflux, abdominal pain, and much more. Look, as you'll learn when you go to energywithheather.com, P3OM uses unique and patent strand that has been proven in lab tests to deliver the right bacteria to your gut. So your body has what it needs to let go of all that fat. So look, what are you waiting for? Go to energywithheather.com. That's energywithheather.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Um, Okay, so look. I'm a sales and marketing coach, and it's always fun when I meet another sales and marketing strategist coach, like the, our guest today. So hang on to your horses, because this is going to be a ton of fun. So our, our guest today is Trevor Crane. Trevor Crane is 11-time number one international best-selling author and author of Epic Author Publishing. He's also the host of GreatnessQuest.com podcast and co-founder of SuperKidsBooks.com. Trevor's mission is to help 
publish 1,000 new authors and help, help people take their life and their business to the next level, no matter how successful they already are. Since 2003, Trevor has been a trusted business advisor, coach, and mentor. He's the president of Step Up Strategies, and together with his team, they help companies outperform, outsell, and outlast the competition through systematic and strategic consulting, coaching, training, marketing, and support. He helps his clients generate millions of dollars, bottom line profits. Trevor leads mentoring and mastermind programs for service-based professionals and entrepreneurs with his wife, Robin Crane. And Trevor is also a sought-after speaker, trainer, and coach. His unique common-sense approach, along with his humor, wit, and infectious energy, allows him to connect with any audience. Welcome, Trevor. Wow. I don't know that I've ever heard anybody read that whole thing. I think I should make it like three words you next should. time. You should. You should. You <laughs> should. Uh, bald guy in Florida. Is that good? Bald? What the? No, this is, there's massive hair going on here. You have a little hair. I just, you know, I'm trying to grow my hair like my babe, my son. I have a, a eight, nine week old son right now and he has a yeah. mohawk. So I'm trying to grow the seven hairs that are still left on my head into a little mohawk. It's not Okay, ridiculous. so seven haired mohawk white guy in Florida. <laughs> As if they couldn't tell I'm a white guy from my I, Yeah, you sound like a white guy. <laughs> I sound like a white girl. I'm a total Baptist girl gone bad. Like, I, I know I don't sound like anything else. I'm a white girl, total white girl. Um, <laughs> I don't dance. Works out. Okay. So I want to talk to you about who you are. We talked a little bit in the green room. You interviewed me last week. So you're pretty much a business growth expert and you have some books out, but I kind of want to dive in for just a second. Cause I want to, I want to, I want to take a, um, I guess a, t a tip from you, as you said to me when I it got interviewed by you last week, which is I'm going to steal everything you have, Heather. I'm going to ask you all kinds of questions and steal it. I was like, Oh, that's, fascinating. So cool. All right. I'll steal from you back. That's cool. So I, I, I'm very curious about your website. Go check it out. TrevorCrane.com. That's T-R-E-V-O-R-C-R-A-N-E.com. It's a really good site. Uh, I know you said you're going to redo it, but I really love it at this point. Um, it says a lot about who you are. It's very branded. You do a great job of branding yourself, putting, putting uh, images with you and some celebrities. I mean, you did kind of a really great job. And so if anyone's looking to really emulate somebody who's done a great positioning, uh, I would definitely give you kudos. And it's very uncommon that I give someone kudos on positioning. So it's pretty impressive. So I'm curious about your books. If you go to uh, trevorcrane.com forward slash books, you have a ton of different books here, right? And I want to first ask a question that most people ask me, mm -hmm. how long does it take for you to write a book? That's my very first question I have for you. Okay. Uh, great. Thank you for the compliments. I appreciate that. I always, sure. I like compliments. I, and I, I think my tell. wife, I think women actually like thrive on food, water, and compliments. So I, 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 that makes me kind of feminine now, doesn't it? Because I appreciate the compliments. Uh, so how long does it take to write a book? Uh, when I first got started with this, it took me 20 years to write my first book because I made every excuse under the sun. And I thought I was, I was too young. I did what wasn't ready yet. I didn't have the time. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know what it should be about every excuse. And these are the things that I think keep people back all these excuses and everybody has their unique ones. Lack of clarity. Interestingly enough, that's a core question that you uh, gave me last time we spoke yes. that that is a core part of your questioning when you're doing something, making decisions for your life. And when I'm helping people make a decision for their book, it's clarity. When I wrote my first book, I went to, I finally just broke down. Here's the thing is people think a book is easy. You know, it's uh, words on paper and I know words. Look at me. I'm speaking words. And 
I've heard of this thing of transcribing. I heard, I heard once you don't have to be a great writer. You can just transcribe what you say. And sometimes I think I know what I say. (laughs) So uh, I, I, I thought I could do all that, but the lack of clarity made my books nonsense. And the, which I finally just couldn't get it done. I was so frustrated. And I hired my first book mentor and when I interviewed him, Heather, on a show just like this, uh, he actually told me that he wrote his first book when he was going through cancer treatments. And he oh, was wow. looking at his potential, potentially leaving this planet going, what's the difference? On, what, what's my legacy? What am I leaving behind? What am I leaving for my, my wife and my son and my clients? And he really regretted not doing a book. So he pulled out his phone. Yeah. And in an hour a day that he wasn't vomiting into a bucket or watching his hair fall out, he got clarity in that urgency and wrote his book. He told the story, his book, into his phone. Yeah. He had that transcribed and turned into his book. It became a number one bestseller and made him seven figures. And then he did it again, and then he did it again, and then he mentored a whole bunch of people to do it. And I was interviewing him, and it's not like I hadn't heard this story, but when I was talking to him and I got, heard the words coming out of his mouth, like a, I finally was like, why don't I just hire this guy? Why, why am I complicating this process? So I hired him. And uh, I gave him my first book idea. Oh my gosh, it's so amazing. Mike, look at this book idea. And uh, he's like, you know, that's a great idea. But he asked me some questions. And basically, it wasn't the right book for me to write. It was confusing. It confused my brand and positioning, like you just said. It didn't make any sense. I wasn't selling anything behind it. And I was confused. He was confused. And therefore, the reader be confused. I did that for for a second. So it's a really big one. If you've listened to this show before, I do talk about the question that he's referring to. And I asked myself this question, does this feed my confusion or strengthen my clarity? And when it strengthens my clarity, it'll strengthen you or yours or the you know people, the audience's clarity. If it's not clear for myself, it won't be clear for you, clients and whatnot. So there's a really interesting piece. Can you share who that is? I'm super curious. Yeah, that's Mike Koenigs. Oh, and he's, yeah. he's a pretty great guy. He's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so what was your first book? Cause I'm looking on trevorcrane.com forward slash books and you got a ton of books here. So what was the first birth? What was the first child? Three. It was my fourth book idea in okay. when I finally found clarity around my message. So what I, the, my first book is called high paying clients. For those of you who can't see my face right now, I'm holding up the book, like uh, Mike Myers in the, in the love Good guru I'm like, wrote the book. High paying clients. So this book, the thing that scared me about writing this book is it became, and this is what I advise my clients. So anybody who hasn't uh, written a book yet, I advise that you try to embrace this strategy because I decided to deliver what I do best. Mm -hmm. I decided to give my best content, the things that my clients as a consultant and working with business owners for 15 years, people paid me to come in and help them sell. So you and I know this, Heather, we we were on the same and to sell high ticket programs and to sell consulting. And I worked with a lot of management consultants and people in service professions. And I thought, well, why would I put all my best stuff in this book? If they get the book, they're, they they're never going to hire me again. Hire me. <laughs> oh no, I'm going to be scared. This is and- great, by the way. So I'm dealing right now, this was the client right now. Mm-hmm. She has literally had this question to me. She emailed me yesterday with this exact, cl- this question or concern, let's call it a concern because she's a high, high paying consultant. She's just a multiple six figures a year, over $700,000 a year at least. And she's paid by big, I'm talking like Netflix, big companies. And she's like, but if I put everything in a book, no one will hire me. All right, so let's talk about that. I want to let you just answer that question for her. So um, 
I would, like most fears, there are things that aren't really real. Now they're real if you make them real, but they just don't exist. Like I was snorkeling one time when I was new to snorkeling because I grew up in Arizona and I used to tell this story to try to pick up chicks about how I saw a shark when I was on the coast of Fiji snorkeling and I was all alone. And I told this big story about my fear of this shark. Okay. Come to find out years later, I became a scuba instructor and I learned what kind of shark it was I had seen that first time, this really dangerous shark. It had been like being scared of a little kitten inside of a house. It was a really tiny baby shark. That <laughs> I couldn't hurt myself with him unless I tried That's to force funny. my finger in his mouth and like move it back and forth. Like I was petrified of this thing that wasn't real. And so the concept of like, I think we are in a world of goodwill marketing where goodwill marketing trumps all. Goodwill marketing, in my definition, is where you put your best stuff forward. You don't go ahead and put out your inky-dink little crap. You put out your best content. You give it away. Mm -hmm. And you created massive goodwill in your audience. Now, some people might not like that message. Good. Those are the people that you're not looking for. Like Those are the people that drive by McDonald's, and you don't see the owner of McDonald's or the franchise owner or whatever outside crying and cursing all the bastards driving by his store and not coming in. No, what you do is you're looking for the people that like your stuff, your brand of fast food or amazing, healthy, organic, vegan, nuttiness, whatever you're into. So put your best stuff in, and then people know who the hell you are. They know what you're about, and I own... I could jump and grab more props right now, but I own all of Tony Robbins books, every book of, you know, and, and I'm not proud to say it. I'm, I'm soon. I'm not going to be able to tell the story because I'm sick of making this excuse. I bought all Tony Robbins books and I'm proud of them. They're on my shelf. I'm so Wait, proud. I can show them to you. Why They're amazing. Are you, why are you not proud of Tony Robbins books? I haven't read them. Not one of them. OMG. Okay. So this is great. I'm going to go down this road for a second. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I, so I'll, I'll tell one on myself too. I pretty much have all of Dan Kennedy's books and I haven't read all of them. I haven't read all of them, but I feel better that they're surrounding me. <laughs> I, I also uh, have bought almost, and there's a lot of some recently that come out, Trump books, anything that Trump has written. Mm. People don't like me if I don't care shit. Mm-hmm. So, um, and Cialdini, but I've read all those. I've read all those, but Dan Kennedy, I'm the Dan Kennedy person that I read. I buy all of his stuff, no matter what mm-hmm. he just puts it out. I'm like, buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't, I'm telling one of myself as well. Does that help you make you feel better? Mm. But I haven't read all all his stuff. So why are you saying that you'll, you won't be able to say that again soon? What is, what is because that? I'm, I want to read his books because I actually like, I bought them because I wanted the content inside of them. His two recent books, he didn't publish a book for over a decade, are about money and about, and about financial freedom. And, I'm, and, I, and I want the content in there and I want to, but here's the point yeah. to finish the, the embarrassment, but to talk about the power of books. I may not have read his books, but I've invested close to a quarter million dollars with Tony Robbins. So, yeah. Okay. That's a good point. So his point, what, I'm going to draw back the point, what you're saying, mm-hmm. which is basically, even though, even though you bought, bought all those books, which probably 
an estimated to like made a couple hundred dollars. You've spent Maybe. thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars to be next to the source. Let's call it that, right? Be next. And to- let's say Tony makes a dollar profit per book. And let's say I bought 10 of his books. I don't think he's done 10 books. Let's just say it. So he's made yeah. $10 in book profit from Trevor Crane. And I think he gives all that to charity. So whatever. So then I fed one or two families and because he gives a lot of money back to charity. But I gave him a quarter million dollars of my uh, my money to go spend time with him on his island, to go to his event, to go to something else. So, well, my question for everybody, when you're thinking about your book or the person who's saying, "I'm not sure if I want to put my best stuff in a book," see what Tony promised in the book I wanted, and then instead of reading it, I then dropped five grand to go to his last event. He had, and here's the thing about books: when I went to Tony's, the first Tony Robbins event is uh, 2001. And there were about 3,000 people in the room, something like that. Yeah. And it was an amazing event. It was a four-day event. It's called Unleash the Power Within. If you have not been, you should go. It's freaking amazing transformational. I went just uh, last year after he published two books back to back. He had 15, and I've been working with Tony. I volunteered after I, I finally hired him and then worked with him. And I volunteered and traveled around the country at a lot of Tony Robbins events working to give back and contribute and help and also learn and plug back into one of my mentors. And he's, he, maybe he maxed out in the U S at 5,000 people. When he published his book, he sold out the stadium in new, he was in uh, New Jersey just recently uh, in, in the fall of 2017, over 15,000 people showed up at that event. He used the book as fuel to meet his mission of helping more people. He used right, that book right. at, to get on every Oprah, freaking Larry okay. King live and any other talking head that he could be out there. And he gave the profits of his book to freaking charity, but he has a p- profit path beyond the book and his mission. And that's what people miss in clarity. So let's talk about the, the profit side of books. Okay. So behind you, if you're not, you know, cause by the way, this is radio. So you have to like visualize. So video, if you check this out on video on YouTube for uh, heatherhavenwood.com forward slash YouTube, this will be up on YouTube channel. Also we're on Roku as well. So, um, if you see behind you about the ideal life business and client and the publish promote and profit, let's talk about that. So one of my clients right now, she's like, we should, you know, why should I write a book? Why should I write a book? Because when you write a book, even in 2018 and beyond, there's a level of expertise that happens even when books are, books are easier to, um, come by nowadays or they're easy to create. It's still that doorway. It's still the door that cracks everything open. But it's not the profit center. So let's talk about what we're talking about in the green room, which is the core offer. And how do you work with your clients to go from book concept to core offer? Where is the money? So within the first 12 months of my wife and I publishing our first books, because remember I hired Mike and I gave him my different book ideas and I was all fired up about them. And it wasn't until I had the fourth book idea that it was like, that was my, I put my greatest stuff in this book. Also, to answer your previous question, I got that book written in 24 hours. Yeah. yeah. Once I got clarity, I got my book written in 24 hours. And this sounds insane, but most of my clients do the same. Now, I don't actually suggest you do it the way I did it, which is where I, I didn't, I had a deadline and I had to do it and I, and I just did it in the last 24 hours I had. I actually like to have people more strategic and plan it out over time, but it's about efficiency. Now, 
let's talk about the business behind it and what do you sell and, and, and how that works. Yeah. Within 12 months of my, my wife and I, within 24 hours became number one best-selling authors with our book because we used phenomenal marketing strategies. So now I was able to brag to my wife that we had made this happen because at one point we got in a fight because she said, this will never happen. I've tried for years to do it. And, she, and anyway, this is one time in my life I can say, I was right. <laughs> the one time. But let's, what in the next 12 months, my wife and I 10X our income. So if everybody wants to think about what the, the 10X number is thrown around a lot and it, it, let's make it real to you. What's the most money you've ever made? And think about it right now or write it down if you have a pencil or pen and then put a zero behind it because that's what having a book meant to me and my wife. And it's not because I sold a million books and I made a dollar profit each. It's because they bought my products and services instead. Even my daughter, who's 10 years old and has 10 best-selling books now, the books are a tool to get leads and to build uh, an audience. And then she sells a course behind her books. So, so just if everybody- Just a second. So mm -hmm. someone might be listening saying, well, okay, I'm following you, Trevor. Mm -hmm. This is cool. But what if I don't have- a product yet? Which one's mm -hmm. first? Do I go book first, then product? Do I go product first, then book? You know what okay. I mean? Like, so someone might be listening going, I don't know which one to do first. Or what if I'm only doing consulting? I don't have like a product. All right. So uh, I think you're going to, this might be one that you want to steal, Heather, if you like the idea. I love stealing from you. Jeff. Okay. So this is for everybody. You all get the chance to steal this as well. If you were my client, or you've watched one of my other podcasts or webinars because I give this away on a regular basis. Um, but I'll bet you a dollar that a few people do, do what I'm about to tell you about. Okay. Ooh, uh, this is a writer downer. This mm -hmm. is a writer downer. Day one. Today, everybody right now, if you're listening right now, you are talking to a publisher and I'm a publisher and I believe that you have a message that should be told. Um, just a few months ago, Heather, one of my ex-clients committed suicide. Oh my God. And uh, okay. he, he quit. Wow. He quit working on his book. He had told me that it was important for him to get his book done for his wife, for his kids, for his father. And now he took his, he quit working with me a few months ago. And then a couple a while later, he, he committed suicide. And I don't take that on as my responsibility, but I do believe it's a call to action. I believe that everybody listening right now has a story to tell and a message to give. And this guy, his family will never hear his story, will never hear what it was that he wanted to give them. It will go on unspoken. And I don't want that to happen to you. When, when Mike told me that he was on his cancer bed, you know, and it reminded me of my grandfather who died at 92 and his big regret was he didn't write his book. So I think you have to do it. So here's the thing. I want to help you publish your book. So check it out. I just gave you a reason that you have a limited time on this planet. There's people out there who need to hear your message from your lips, the way you would tell it. And it might resonate because maybe if you would have told your story, you'd have lifted this guy's spirits and he would still be around or somebody else who needs you. And I think their lives are depending on you. Their happiness is potentially, they need your greatness, whether you're a great mom or a great kid or a great dad or a great entrepreneur or a great 20 year old or a great night. I don't know you, but they need your message. So here's the thing. My challenge to you is to decide today that you're going to publish a book and you just spoke with the publisher. So talk back to me, everybody right now say hi. Heather, say hi. 
Hi. Hi. You just spoke with a publisher today and I want to tell your story. So now you're like, he, he wants to publish my book. I want to publish your book. I want to help okay. you. All right. Use your so Hold on. Oh. Here's the writer downer. Here's Make the a declaration. All right. That's the declaration. 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 Okay, Good. I'll where's, the, where's the money? Right. Because we've already established the money's not in the book. And yes, it is a legacy piece, but we're talking about winning entrepreneurship and we're talking about money. So let's talk about money, right? like this. All right. So look, because here at the end of the day, and I'm going to say, this is my show. So I get to say this is that my clients don't come to me for legacy. They come to me because they want to buy a, they want to build a book to make money. They ask me if I'm going to spend the time writing a book, Heather, is it going to make me money? That's the question they ask me. They're not worried about their kids. Some people are, but that's not my client. My client's coming to me because they're at $500,000 a year and they want to go to 1.5. And if I say to them, they write a book and they go, well, how is this tool, $9.95 or $9 a month on Amazon for a book, it's going to bring me to 1.5 million. That's the question I want to ask you. How does that happen? So here's the challenge of what I'm about to tell you. I asked the question and then I built some setup. I talked about suicide. I talked about a reason why. And I said, everybody's got to make a freaking decision because I don't think people will do it. I told you, I haven't even given you the secret yet, but it leads to money. I promise you stick with me here. Okay. So it leads to money. So I gave this advice, the advice I'm about to give you. And I started saying it there. And then we, Heather and I were both competing for like, Hey man, how am I going to make money with this? I got it. So you decide that you're going to do it. And then day one, right now, after you decide, because hopefully you just decided you're going to do it, you make a declaration. This is a public declaration. You say, I'm writing a book. I just talked with a publisher and you post this online. You, you post a social media post. You tell people that you're publishing a book and you just spoke with a publisher and you're really excited. And your book is going to be about marshmallows, money, whatever it is. Now this is marketing. Because marketing is nothing but communication. And the book that I'm holding in my hands right now is from one of my clients who paid me money. So here's the thing. When you get free advice, typically you pay, you, you, you don't pay attention. Because you basically, when people pay, they pay attention. So imagine you paid for my advice right now, like Lisa did. And I'm holding up the number one New York, uh, um, number one best-selling book, not New York Times, but on Amazon. Lisa took my advice. She posted on the day I spoke with her on Facebook and she did one Facebook post and said, I'm so excited. I'm publishing my new book. I just got talked down. I just talked with a publisher. I don't know what's going to be about, but I'm so excited. I can't wait for this to happen. Then she said for anybody who she did a call to action at the end of that, for anybody who'd like to talk to me about her thing, you know, leave a message and a comment and whatever. Every person who gave her a thumbs up and commented it, and it wasn't many, it was maybe three dozen or something like that. Friends and family and other people. Those are all leads. She followed up with those leads and made $15,000 in the next 30 days by selling to those leads or asking them who they knew once they knew their ideal business of what they had to offer that was a high ticket offer. She knew that she could scale. And when she added one client, it wasn't going to like on consulting. Oh my God, now I have a client that I've got to deliver on. I can't do any more marketing. Can't talk to anybody else because I'm so busy with this client. And, and then she knew who her ideal client was. So she's talking to somebody and it was her mom that gave her the thumbs up. She didn't say, mom, will you buy my shit? Cause mom didn't want to buy her stuff. Excuse me. And then, so instead she said, mom, who do you know who is a insert ideal client that I might be able to talk to about my book? I start off with book marketing from the beginning. And this is billion dollar marketing. You're modeling the same thing that Bill, uh, excuse me, 
Elon Musk uses when he says, hey guys, we're gonna have a brand new electric car. It's gonna be really cheap. This will be amazing. It's gonna come out sometime in the next couple of years. I have absolutely no idea. And he made an offer. He said, if you'd like to give me a thousand dollar deposit today, you can. The book, the, the car doesn't exist, but he sold 500,000 cars, cars in the next two months times a thousand dollars. This is what Steve Jobs does. This is what Star Wars does. They says, hey, they say, hey, we've got a new Star Wars movie coming out. Isn't it going to be amazing? Here's the trailer. Let me tell you about it. You can't see it till Christmas. Sorry. You build desire in your ideal client and you position yourself as an author from the beginning saying, I'm writing a book. And if you pay attention to some of the thought leaders that you guys might follow, you'll hear Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, Les Brown, different people talking about their new book that's coming out. Ty Lopez holds up a notepad and then hides it and says, by the way, I'm writing a new book. I just have the first draft right here. If you guys want this, click the button below, opt in, pay me some money. You can join my thing. You sell products and services that are more than a dollar behind your book. Okay, so more than a dollar. You and I talked about this in the in the green room earlier about your core offer starting at least five thousand dollars. And how we started talking about this is that we were talking about a um, a client and or yeah, a client or someone, and that they are doing their membership. They're excited about their membership uh, model that they're starting at fifty dollars a month. And my well, you said fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. Yeah, fifty dollars a month. And my response was to you, oh do you suggest that as a strategy? You know, cause I wasn't sure what you'd say like, yeah, I suggest. And your response was no. And I was like, okay, we're on the same page. So um, tell us why we both said no to that strategy. And what's a better strategy? I filed in 2009, I filed a $2.2 million bankruptcy and one of the court and, and then building my life back, I decided to sell cheap, stuff. My, my core offer then, I sold something that was a dollar. <laughs> and it was really tough to get ahead. The first thing I sold at the back of that was, uh, th that actually started making me money. I made a $2,500 sale to a, uh, to a doctor. And I spent one day with them and I made 2,500 bucks. And I was like, wow. Now I sold millions of dollars of products for a buck. But the reason why I wrote my first book around high paying clients is that we should have high ticket offers. Everybody, I believe, should have one in your arsenal. It positions you better. So what the way to design a phenomenal core product is to answer one core question. See, if I told you I had a solution and I gave it to you for a dollar or $50 a month or a hundred bucks, you naturally our common sense says, well, this is about $100 worth of value. Like when you go to buy a sandwich, you're like, hey, that sandwich is $5. It's $10. That's about a $10 sandwich. We just think that. So this is about $100 worth of value. How much will that change your life? Most of us have spent more at that at one trip to the bar. Hey guys, anybody else want a drink? And we spent more money on one drink that lasted two seconds and you shot down with your friends that made you sick later than like your core offer that you think is going to deliver awesomeness. So the core foundational question to ask instead of your amazing low ticket programs, which I just said, put your best stuff in a book. I'm not saying to hide your content from people. But your, your core offer should be around this question. How can I best serve my client? I have a golf client, a golfer, 
pro uh, golf client pro. And he talked to me about his core offer and he had a plan. He's going to sell a course, which of course is a phenomenal thing to have behind your book, by the way. That's one of the things you can monetize. You can sell for a hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, whatever. And his course was about 300 bucks. And I said, Hey brother, that sounds great. You have a $300 course. And I said, if I took that course, have you sold it to anybody yet? He said, no. And I said, well, if you sold it to somebody, would my, what would happen? Would I get better at golf? And he goes, yeah, you know, probably. Listen to the tone I just used, Heather. Is that a yes or a no? <laughs> That's a maybe. Maybe. Is that, does that instill confidence and conviction? Yeah. No. You know, I was just sharing this on a Facebook Live earlier today that the, and I'm just going to say this because I think you can understand it, that when you are in sales, your job is not to be someone's friend. Your job is to make them make a decision, yes or no, on the fence and not stay on the fence. So the maybe is on the fence. So therefore, no one's going to buy. No one's going to buy the maybe. They're going to buy. They're going to buy. Yes, this will give you the results. Now it's your damn choice to say yes or no that you want it. That's the job of sales. And most people aren't willing to say, I'm going to get in your face and I'm going to basically force you to make a decision because that's my job as a salesperson. The product will get X result, and it's your job to say, I want that or not. Hallelujah. I, I, I celebrate. I celebrate the yeses, I celebrate the noes, and maybes are not an acceptable option. I I will collect a no from somebody who's given me a maybe every day, because then I can move on. And not making a decision is still making a decision. It's just deciding not to to, to move forward and to stay with their problems and not get the results. So So, I want to go down this road. You said, how to make a core offer is to answer this question. How can I best serve my client? Let's continue mm -hmm. down that path. You might how can I best serve my client? So I asked my golf uh, client, my golf pro client, I said, hey, what is the coolest result you've ever created for one of your clients? And he then got uh, passionate, man. He described it. He's like, oh, they're gol- they hit the golf ball farther. They, if they have any aches or pains, they go away. They can play golf effortly without ever having injury. He goes, their golf game gets better. And, he go- and I'm like, really? I'm like, how, how do you deliver this amazingness? And he goes, well, Typically, my clients work with me for a year or more, and they get my best value. And I'm like, all right, well, if you had one, I'm like, what, what would you like to do? Would you like to give your clients, eh, you know, maybe it might kind of sort of maybe give them something a little better, or why don't you give them the most value possible? And then he's like, but Trevor, they have to invest with me for a year. They'll spend a lot of money. They would have to come to me physically. And I'm like, okay, let's design a core offer around how you would best serve your client if money weren't an issue. What are some of the problems that you would solve? What are some of the results that you would deliver? What would that be worth to them? How much time would you have to put your fingers on them? Would it be okay to, and then let's say that you gave them your course, would the course support that when they go home? And could they be anywhere in the country and fly to you and spend a weekend with you? And we started talking about it. He goes, oh my God, that would be amazing. He goes, they'd have so much more value. And he started getting scared about price. But that's going to cost a lot of money. I'm like, let's just stay away from that. Stay away from your fear. Let's just see what would provide the most value. He goes, you know what? I have a golf pro friend that if they were to spend half an afternoon with him, He'd probably do this for me for free, at least at the beginning. He'd just meet with them and that would like 10X their game right there. And I'm like, all right, so 
ideally, how would it be? And he goes, well, I'd probably work with them for six months. They probably come in for a couple of, uh, you know, they, they get, they come in initially for a workshop. They would go take my course or program to help coach them during the time frame. Then they would come back and they would do it again. And then we would transform them. And then ideally they'd work with me for the next couple of years and their game would go to the next stratosphere. I'm like, all right, what would that be worth to them? And he's like, oh my God, that'd be amazing. So now here's another part of this question that makes this question even better. How can you add the most value to your client and increase your freedom? Because if it doesn't do those two things, if you're not increasing your freedom, like Heather, you asked me, Trevor, you help people write books. Do you write their books for them? And my answer was no. <laughs> I have a team of people that will go do that, but I'm not doing it. In fact, I, I, will I will make sure that they write the right book. I'll make sure that they have a phenomenal marketing plan. I'll make sure that their mission is met from the day they start with me, like I gave everybody today, mm -hmm. so that you can start changing people's lives now. And I'll help you make money now, like Lisa did before she had a title of her book. She started changing the world. In 2017, Lisa averaged $15,000 a month for the year. Two months previously, she was losing money every single month. So it's, and she published her book. It took her about six months to publish her book. She got it done in 30 days to answer one of your initial questions. She got her book done in 30 days. But what changed people's lives was answering this question. How do you best serve your client and give yourself more freedom? And then you price your new package based around the value it has for your client. And the, this was like a $15,000 value. Now he was way in, he was like, I can't sell something for 15 grand. Oh, he like panicked. You panic like as scared as I was of this shark that was like this little baby kitten and I was all scared of it. He was scared of 15 grand. So we decided that it was a $3,500 program that he could feel congruent offering. And I think it was way undervalued. But what we did is we valued each part. We said, okay, the, the golf pro is probably worth five grand. Your course, instead of being a hundred bucks or 300 bucks, whatever it was, is now $3,000. We positioned the value of all these things bigger and then he sold it for 3,500 and I have another client of mine. I'm going to room shut for another book. For those of you on YouTube, you can see Dr. Mimi Sakur, who is 60 years old and she's on the front cover of her book showing her abs because she was overweight, losing her sanity, losing her relationship with her husband, all the other challenges. She ended up losing a lot of weight, getting energy back. She completed her doctoral program and she wanted to write a book about it. Her original book, concept was debut at 62 because Heather, she went and entered a bodybuilding competition at 62 years old and came in third place. And she wow. and rewrote her book. We restructured her entire book the same way that my mentor did it for me. I asked her questions and she said, shit, Trevor, I wrote the wrong book. And we came up with a new book title and she built, she took my advice and started marketing from day one. She built 650 people on, came, joined her book launch team within a couple of months. That was 600 people that now promote her new book because she worked with them and talked to them and had an engaging conversation with these amazing people that believed in her message. She retitled her book, Debut A New You, because the book wasn't supposed to be about Mimi. People don't give a crap about you and what you think is important and what you like and what you care about. They care about the person that's looking back at them when they're brushing their teeth every morning.
They care about themselves. They want problem solved and results delivered. And if you write a greatness book, a book that makes a difference, and if you want to make, a, make some money and meet your mission, then you'll figure out how to become a better storyteller and how to use your stories. Yes, your stories. Tell people get what they want. And you get to figure out what they want by using billion-dollar marketing and saying, I'm making an announcement that we have an amazing thing coming out soon. It's going to be my great book. And I'm now going to talk to you and engage with you and interact with you and discover, this is a key word, discover what your ideal clients want and what your ideal clients need. And then you figure the exact language that appeals to them. And now you've done phenomenal test marketing. And hopefully you sold your big high ticket stuff on the back end. Mimi took my advice in the last 30 days. She sold 10 of her program. It's a six-month program. She asked and answered this question, and her and her daughter uh, are partnered, and they just sold a $3,500 program, and I think they have neared 10 sales of this thing. It's transformative, and they feel like they're giving a phenomenal value to their clients because this gives them the most value and that it maximizes Mimi's freedom because one of the things she values most is her time. Mm, wow. Well, that's awesome. Um, wow. That's pretty impressive. So go check that out. I do concur with you that I think it's time that people decided to, you know, they decide to um, say yes, declare. So let's go over what you said. Declare. You're going to say, hey, we, we just listened to a publisher. I'm now going to be writing my book. You declare it without actually having the name of the book. Um, that's a big one. I think it's my book. I wrote Sexy Boss in 90 Days Flat. People are always surprised. In fact, I'd like to beat that next time. I don't want to 90 days. I'm kind of looking more like 45 for the next one. Mm -hmm. um, the one in July, it took longer. I was doing it with a partner. So yeah, we took like six months or something ridiculous. Mm -hmm. um, but I agree with you. This is this is a ton of fun. I think people should re-listen re to this particular show in this this podcast Go check out trevorcrane.com. We only have like three or four minutes left. And this is, you, you kind of action-packed a bunch of stuff. So I just kind of wanted you to wrap up in like a little bow over here about the core offer and explain that the book is the leads to the core offer. And it just kind of re-emphasize how people realize what a core offer is. So core offer really is, uh, and, and, and real quickly you said, <laughs> okay. Well, so, yeah, we got three minutes. <laughs> yeah, you got it. So core offer, if you ask and answer this one question, it can help you design a core offer that doesn't add more stress to your life when you add on new clients. It's how can I best serve my clients and give myself more value. If you position that as being worth a lot of money and a high ticket because you've answered the question about what it's worth to your ideal client, now you are serving them and helping them and then you, you sell at what you feel like you're congruent around put the price where you feel comfortable and congruent. So you have conviction when you make the offer. So you honestly feel like if you're talking to somebody who needs your offer, that they're, they're blither an idiot. If they don't do it, you're like, what? Like, Oh, Oh, you are not somebody I want to work with. You're blither an idiot because this is the most amazing transformative thing on the planet. Make sure that you feel that much conviction around your offer and make it worth something substantial, make it over a thousand dollars. In my book, high paying clients, I say any high ticket offer is something that's over a thousand bucks that can offer transformation that will get people to pay attention. I love that. Well, that's pretty, uh, conviction is, is everything. I remember listening to a Dan Kennedy um, interview and he asks extremely high prices for his 
copywriting services. I think at the time he was talking like $150,000 or more or something in that range. And they said to him, the question, the interviewer said, how do you do that? How do you charge that much? And his answer was, I practice in the mirror to say it with the straight face. <laughs> Basically the point was it had, it's not about anything other than just being able to say it with conviction and have the balls enough to say it. <laughs> That's what I got, you know, and I look at, you know, I know that you worked with Grant Cardone. He's similar in his pricing. He's like, this is my pricing, you know, and so be it. This is the deal. If you want to work with me, X, uh, Dan Kinney does that. And I know you do as well. So it's pretty, that's pretty powerful. And I think you're right. The conviction. I only thing I would say about the conviction or not the conviction, what you're congruent with is I think that sometimes you need someone outside yourself to say, no, you're your, your offers too low, you know? Absolutely. We all need help. My story about Mike Koenigs was that I needed help. My, you know, we all need, my wife uh, works with female entrepreneurs uh, exclusive, exclusively, and she calls it borrowing the belief. So yeah, bar- good. My, that's my, great. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My core belief is that if you want something, if you want a result you don't have, then find somebody who's phenomenal at getting that result for others. Not just who's great at the thing, but to find the right mentor, someone who has experience getting phenomenal results for other people like Dan Kennedy. And then you have, and then you hire that person. And then even though you're scared, especially women and a lot of men, like we get scared of sharks and little things that aren't really that big a deal, little kittens. And we're scared of this stuff. You don't have to believe, just believe in your mentor, borrow their belief and take action anyway. I love it. Oh, that's great. Okay, everyone. This is Heather Havenwood, trevorcrane.com. Go check him out at trevorcrane.com. That's spelled T-R-E-V-O-R, crane, C-R-A-N-E.com. Thank you, Trevor, so much for being here and giving us so much value and giving, 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 giving what I call moving the free line as I've called or someone else has called that before. So thank you. My pleasure to be here. It's nice to talk to the sexy boss and see you looking in the eye. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. Everyone, this is Heather Havenwood. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, it's Heather. Is your digestion feeling off? Are you often hungry even though you're eating enough and taking supplements? Are you struggling to burn off that last bit of stubborn fat that will not go away no matter how hard you diet or exercise? I guess I'm talking about myself here. See, it might be your gut. It was mine. That's why I am so excited to announce that P3OM, the Navy SEAL of probiotics, is now available at energywithheather.com. Look, tens of thousands of real people, including myself, has used P3OM to manage constipation, bloating, gas, acid reflux, abdominal pain, and much more. Look, as you'll learn when you go to energywithheather.com, P3OM uses unique and patent strand that has been proven in lab tests to deliver the right bacteria to your gut. So your body has what it needs to let go of all that fat. So look, what are you waiting for? Go to energywithheather.com. That's energywithheather.com. Sign up. 
Thank you for listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Interested in coaching with Heather? Go to heatherhavenwood.com and sign up for a business discovery consultation. Here is your free gift for listening. Get three audio chapters of Heather's book, Sexy Boss, How Women Empowerment is Changing the Rulebook, when you text the word sexy to 7200. Again, text the word sexy, that is S-E-X-Y, to 7200, and receive your three audiobook chapters. Number is good only in North America. This is a sexy boss rap. This podcast is a copyright of Havenwood Worldwide, LLC.